Looks like we did it again. We did it again, gang. That's right. We nabbed another huge guess on mean, the Rocky you Nick? Balboa cheese. Nick could shed a few pounds. <laughs> he could shed a few pounds, but we hey. now can you stop making noises over there? Oh, you mean you mean huge like uh clout huge. Yes. Oh, you know, okay. We've had some big guests on here. Howie Roseman, Joel Embiid, uh Jesus. A bear, Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad. By the way, have you seen the new uh, trailer for Cocaine Bear? Yes, it oh. looks great. However, we're getting off track. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. But we got a really big guest. It's exciting news. You know what? Enough jibber-jabbering. Let's just kick it over to ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by 94.1 WIP's very own Joe Giglio. Joe, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. How you been? It's been a long time since we talked, and uh, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I'm excited to be on your show here. Appreciate it, man. Yes, Joe and I go way back to the days of, of college. We used to play some intramural sports together. Uh, and you know what, Joe? Honestly, we, we can't appreciate you enough taking some time out of your uh, day and your busy work schedule to be on our show. Uh, but you made us wait a little bit. I mean, do you know who you're talking to here? We are a rising success in Philadelphia podcasting here. <laughs> You know what? Now, now I'm going to get the label of like prima donna, right? The, the WIP guy who makes makes the uh, the podcast guys wait a half an hour, coming up with excuses with my son's butt. I don't know what happened. I tell you what, and I this I, I guess it's because the pandemic and things happen like, and it was tough to get people to see bus drivers. It's been so hard, guys. I don't know how old I know Matt. You have a couple of kids. I don't know how old they are if they're old enough to be in school yet. My son's in the second grade. My daughter's in kindergarten. Like some days. There's no bus driver. Like, I don't have anybody. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And I, I get it, it's tough, but man, when, when I got the app notification and the bus is like 20 minutes late, I'm like, what is going on? So anyway, I, I apologize for making you guys <laughs> It's all good, man. Yeah, I got two and a half year old and little one, so I'm sure I'll be dealing with that bullshit from yeah, a couple of years from now. Uh, all right, let's get on to Philadelphia sports. Let's let's toss you a layup here. How good are the Philadelphia Eagles? They're good enough to win the Super Bowl. This is a really good team. I, I, all the, it's amazing. I don't know what it is. It's a lot, not a nit, nitpicking stuff going on. Uh, and look, I get it. The last month's been more choppy than it was the first six weeks of the season, not blowing the doors off the teams. But I really like this team. And the fact that they're winning in spite of it being choppy. You know, you think about the Rams last year, guys. The Rams didn't win a game in the month of November. And it kind of took them out of the race to be the number one seed. They didn't have a chance to have a bye because of that. 
at, they made the playoffs though, and obviously they went on a run. Like the Eagles are, are in that November where it's kind of choppy, yet they keep winning games and they're tracking for the number one seed. I really like this team. They're really good on offense. They're really good on defense. The only thing that worries me is health. If they get themselves healthy and, and can get these guys back that are missing right now, Goddard, Gardner Johnson, Jordan Davis, they got a chance to win the whole thing. I, I, I'm with you there. So many people who are pressing the panic button or just trying to find reasons to be upset with this team. At the end of the day, they're 10-1, and I think your example of going back to the Rams is really spot on. Sure, there's always something to say that they could be better at this or that, but they're 10-1. and one. We have a quarterback you could really believe in, and if you don't believe in Hurts by now, you're just never going to believe in him, and you're right. It's Super Bowl or bust for this Eagles. Uh, Joe, we've had... We've had Kevin Kincaid on before, and when I told my friends, like, hey, man, we're having Kevin Kincaid on, it's pretty cool. People were like, oh, that's awesome. What a cool experience for you guys. When I told people we were having you on, there were some visceral, visceral reactions towards you. I mean, you and I go back. We're friends and buddies, but what is it like having people just not like you? You know what? It's, it's funny. So I've never actually met a listener who is, like, angry or ever had a with me. It's always, like, internet people right like it's yeah. so weird the internet like twitter whatever social media where people react to things they react to opinions they get all upset when it's like this is fun and look i mean sometimes people call on the show and we debate and we argue and people get angry but i've never actually met a person but like i see this stuff on twitter sometimes where people tag me or whatever so i know there's people out there get angry or mad but i i listen my job and i'm sure you guys know i mean you guys you guys have opinions. Like my job is to have a, you know, say something that people are going to react to, right? Whether you're angry, mad, or happy, agree with me, disagree with me, it doesn't matter. It's all fun. So people get upset, they get upset, but I've yet to actually meet one of these people, but I know they exist somewhere on the internet. <laughs> That's it. It's all behind the keyboard really at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and I think you do a really good job of, of, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. I hope I'm not. They're not taking yourself too seriously. You said, they said the words that really ring true. It's the same thing that Kincaid said. It's all about having fun. Like, yes, this is our passion. We scream and yell, rip our hair out at the TV of our sports team, but it is all about having fun. There's it's a lot of keyboard warriors at the end of the day. However, I'll say this, Joe, and, and um, you work with the guy. He creates more visceral reaction out of me than any sports team. I mean, how much do you hate working with Howard Eskin? I, I knew you were going to say this. I've seen some of your tweets. I, <laughs> I, I like Howard a lot. I, I, I mean, Howard, is, Howard has been great to me um, over the years. It's, it's funny, when I first started doing uh, my show from 6 to 10 at night, um, Howard was, like, the idea was kind of broach. Like, hey, is it, I mean, you've been here part-time, but now you're going to be new to the audience, like, on a daily basis. Howard's been here forever. Um, would you want him to hang out and kind of do, do some work with you and, like, and be on with you sometimes? And I didn't really know how. Um, you know, I, I think, like, uh, it's a while ago, maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, when I was doing part-time, there was a, maybe 2014. One of those years was a crazy snowstorm um, in Philadelphia. And I was slated to be on on a Saturday afternoon. And they gave us hotel rooms like the night of or night before because like there was no way to get in or out. So I, I came in early, I stayed over and then I was scheduled to be on at like, I think one, one to five in the afternoon. Well, something happened to whoever was supposed to be on after me. Like they couldn't get in the city. So I got a text message or phone call. I was like, yeah, whoever's supposed to be on next, they can't get in. We need you to stay on until 10 PM. Like I was going to be on for nine straight hours. Oh my God. And Howard, Howard didn't have to do this. I, I didn't even really know him. He came in. Like, he came into the studio, so, like, basically to help me out. Like, to co-host with me for the final four hours there. 
and I really appreciate it. I know how he gets on people's nerves and he's been doing this forever and he pushes buttons. All I know is he's a good guy. Uh, and, and I appreciate it having him on my show a couple times a week, but, uh, I, I do know you, uh, you have fun at Howard's expense on Twitter. I've seen that. That, that, that does make you laugh sometimes. <laughs> it's a very listen joe it's a nice story i'm glad he helped you out as one of my old friends at college it doesn't make my opinion change man but i'm glad he helped you out so if it makes you happy it makes me happy all right you are you're a takesman and you stand by what you believe what's the best take you've ever had Ooh, it's a good one um i guess i mean i'll just the best take I ever had in terms of I said it, I believed it, and then it kind of played out the way I thought, even though it seemed kind of crazy to say in the moment. When, and and it, look, I was not, I was not anti-Wentz early in his career. I liked Wentz in 16. I, I mean, who didn't like him at 17? He balled out until he got hurt. So, and then, you know, Foles came in and did what he did, right? And then the next year, when it happened again, Wentz, I didn't think Wentz played well in 18. Foles came back in, and the minute Foles came back in, it was like, you know that fool me once, fool me twice thing? The minute yep. it happened again and they started playing better with Foles, I was like, it, it, Wentz isn't as good as we think he is. Like, they're, they're better without him. It's too much evidence now. Foles, we know, is not a great player, but if there's something about Foles and this team It's better than Wentz, and I just started seeing, it's almost like, you ever see something in life and you can't unsee it? It's like, oh, no, I saw that. Whether yeah. it's like whatever it is, like you, and that was it. When when the second time, so so at that point, it was like early in um, in that second run with Foles. I said, "Wentz, you know, isn't the guy," and 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 I'd rather have Foles. And it, it kind of just went from there. But I, that my my take of Wentz is the problem here. He's not the guy we think he is. Uh, probably the best take I ever had. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. And you're right. You should say that because it wasn't the sexy or the trendy thing to say at that time because he was supposed to be our quarterback for the next decade, decade plus. And that's a comforting thing to have. And to say that he's not it, that makes people very uncomfortable. And you you were the leader of the pack in that and, and didn't back down. And obviously, nor should you have because that was the right opinion. And Wentz is on, what, his third team now? Already the backup of the commanders, which is just laughable and, and predictable at this point. Uh, but you were predicting it right from the front. So that was your best take. Would you say what I'm about to read is your worst take? The Phillies should offer Bryce Harper back to the Nationals to get themselves in the Juan Soto sweepstakes. So here's what I'll say about that one. That one is funny. <laughs> that one, in the moment, I didn't expect people to be as upset. Like I, I guess I underestimated how much Bryce Harper is beloved. And this was obviously before October. Right? You know, October has changed everything now because of what he did. Of this was in July. I mean, it wasn't like he had ever done anything. I mean, he won an MVP, but it wasn't like he did anything special or, you know, won a championship, anything crazy like that. So I didn't expect people to be as upset because – like Juan Soto's great too, right? I'm not, I wasn't trading Bryce Harper for a bag of balls. It's, it's Juan Soto. So here's what I'll say about the take now in retrospect: the timing couldn't have been worse for me as it played out because then Bryce Harper came back and did what he did, and then they played Juan Soto in the NLCS, and Bryce Harper was the MVP, and Soto did not play very well. Uh, he had a couple defensive misses. Anyway, he had a home run. I think one home run. But like, obviously, Bryce is better in this series. I do think over the next ten years. Soto will end up as a better player, but timing this year, what Harper did, what he needs for the city, yeah, that one, it didn't work out as well as it felt like in the moment for sure. 
listen, you get a little dirty in the takes game. That's just going to happen. And you yeah. put yourself out there and it's all right. It's what you do. I really like that take. I agreed with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I even DM Joe about that when he was talking about it on the radio and I DM him. I'm like, you're, you're right here. Cause nobody agreed with him. And I was like, it, it makes sense. It's Soto's younger. You know, he's, he's, arguably better it made sense at the time it takes are all about timing and and, and you're right yep. and soto probably in the next 10 years will be better than harper but as joe stated the october that harper had and the uh the bedlam at the park the bedlam at the bank uh it's just you, you can't get back from that it's funny uh, too um when, whenever there's a take like you know like all these stars, like the star players, Jalen Hurts, Joel Embiid, Bryce, like we talk about them every day. So there's going to be different kind of conversations, ups and downs in their career. The funny part is like people message me during the NLCS of the playoffs, like you've always hated Bryce Harper. And I'm like, well, I love Bryce Harper. Like I, 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 I sat here on the radio for four months saying they got to get Bryce Harper. Like it, it, to me, that wasn't a, I don't like Bryce Harper. Then that was like a, wow, Juan Soto's available. Like this guy's amazing. So it's just funny the way people like just assume one sentence or one line or one, you know, one take is, is how you feel about a person or player or something. As you said, you, you were running Harper for 14 months. You said one thing and that's the one thing that stood out. Uh, right. Okay. A little uh, gear shift here. What's something listeners don't know about the radio business in Philly? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess, you know, I know it's changed over the years, um, but one thing that, that I know now compared to the past, like, I, I think the way it used to be, there used to be like these rivalries between, you know, maybe even within stations, uh, like, you know, one host didn't like the other. And then also like the old radio war stuff with the other station. I gotta be honest, there's zero beef at WIP. I mean, for the last five years, I guess we just have a good group, like nothing. There's, I mean, anytime there's any kidding, like we're kidding around the air. We don't like each other. I mean, I, so that's all silly if we're just being, you know, joking around the air. And as far as the other station goes, I know people try to create a war. Like, honestly, I don't really know any of them. Um, I've met a couple of them personally. They all seem nice when I've met them. Um, so it's like that, that radio war stuff, I think it maybe used to exist, but it doesn't really now. Like, obviously, we want to win. We want to kick the butt. I mean, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. But is there animosity or not liking the other station or other people? That's that really probably isn't the way it's kind of perceived. That's interesting. I, I don't think it's a take or, or understanding that we, the listener and the viewer really get a, a information. I think we think, you know, WIP and, and the fanatic like, Oh, they hate each other. They're always after each other. But really for you, you want to win in ratings, but there's no animosity. I think the days of Missinelli hating Eskin, all that's just kind of gone to the wayside. And that's the old days. Um, do you want to make a, a major announcement right now that you're gunning for the midday show and that you've won that slot? Do you want to make that announcement here right now? Make, I, I, I do not want to make any major announcements. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't have any announcements to make. I, obviously, I know uh, things are changing at, at WIP, and uh, it's awesome that Cameron Ritchie and Seltzer get to go to the mornings. I think they, uh, they've earned that. They've, they've done a great job in midday for the past five years. So I'm happy for them, and as far as midday goes, Here's my uh, my stock line for you. I will uh, write my name in the lineup. That's where I'll show up. I'll be there. Wherever they tell me to go, I'll go. 
All right, that, that's fair enough. A little, little, little tease there. Yeah, see, see you in the midday. Huh? All right, yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, we we <laughs> we're pushing Julio for the midday, and if they need someone else filling in the midday, and Julio doesn't want to be there, the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour podcast will do that for them. All right, last question for you, Joe. Again, th- <laughs> thanks for taking the time out of your busy day, even though you showed up late. You just pre Madonna us there. Uh, <laughs> all right, if I remember correctly from our days at a college, and as doing some background work on you baseball, I believe was your original love and you wanted to do some front office work. Correct me if I'm wrong when I'm done asking this question. What's the dream off season for this Philadelphia Phillies team? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Sport management major. Like I, if you had asked me when I was like 17, 16, like, what do you want to be? Like your career? I, I wanted to be Howie Rose. Now I sit here and I criticize Howie Roseman or I, I most of the time I praise him. I think I was good, but yes, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and baseball was, was the first sport love. As far as the Phillies, the offseason stuff goes, look, the shortstop market, it, it doesn't it feel like, I mean, with the turn of rumors are out there today, it's just a perfect kind of fit for them, for what they need. Uh, stock could play second. And they really need a bat. I mean, with Bryce Harper out for probably half the year, or maybe close to maybe June he comes back, but he's going to miss a big chunk of the season because of Tommy John. They need some offense. So I want one of those shortstops. I do think, there's a pretty big gap between the top three. I would go Turner, Correa, Bogart, and then like I like Swanson, but he's not as good as those other guys. I mean, those guys could really hit. I don't think Swanson is as good as those guys. So I I need to get one of those guys. I need and Turner would be my number one, but I'd be fine with with either Correa or Bogart. Bogart is a really good hitter. So that's the top of it. Um, they need another starting pitcher. I I would love for them to spend and get a guy like Rodon, but I I don't think they're going to give out another 100 million dollar contract with Painter coming. So a guy like Chris Bassett, um, I'd bring back Eflin, like a, a mid-rotation kind of guy. They need that. And I'll, I'll throw one more uh, kind of dream thing that I've, I've thrown out a lot. And, and people have been against it. I, I don't know why. I would take a flyer on Cody Bellinger, who won an MVP in 2019. He sucked for the past two years. Like, we realize that. He sucked. But this guy, I mean, he won an MVP at 23 years old. He's a gold glove defender. He can play center or right. And when Bryce comes back, you know, if he's not playing well, whatever. If he is, you could find a spot. Plus, Castellanos stunk last year. Like, I, I would look at Bellinger as a hedge on Castellanos. If, if one of those guys bounces back great, if they both bounce back great, you could platoon them. I, I would look to bring in Cody Bellinger because I, I think that he could, he could kind of replicate Bryce Harper's power if he gets hot for the first couple months of the season. Love it. All right. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, that was Joe Giglio from 94 WIP. Joe, uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. It's good to speak to you. It's been far too long. And last thing I'll say is that we won't be mad at you if you plug your appearance on the Rocky Balboa Cheesecake Fun Hour on air tonight. Uh, and this episode will appear on Friday, man. Any any questions you have for us? My question, yeah, you know, let me say, my question is for you is, other than uh, obviously my show, what's your favorite WIP show? Uh, for me, it's easy. I, I think uh, Marks and Reese and what Jack Fritz have gone on is one of the best shows on sports radio right now that's been on in a long time. I, I, I think it's been a few years since we've had a quality radio show like that in a long time, outside of yours, of course. Of course. Uh, I like their show's great. Um, I, I, I like these. I'm just curious. I always wonder what people think of the other shows. Um, but that. That was my question for you, and uh, and uh, take it easy on Howard, all right, will you? I'll, I'll do my best. 
I'm not <laughs> giving any promises. I'll do my best. But if I hear him and then he just triggers me, I'm going to go off on Twitter. But uh, Twitter's not reality, as, as we all know. But uh, thanks again, Joe. Right. You're the man. Take it easy. Take care of those kids. And uh, happy holidays. All right, man? You got it. Good talking to you guys. Appreciate you, it. You too. Thanks, man. We would like to thank Joe Giglio. And now we'll kick it back to the regular uh, stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. It is Wednesday, November 30th, 937, and we like to thank Joe Giglio of WIP for joining us. We are going to continue our discussion of your 10-1 and Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles as they head back to Philadelphia to take on the Tennessee Titans, try to continue their dominant season and their road to the Super Bowl. I am joined as always by Jimmy, by Dirty Mike, and by Nick. Any uh, initial thoughts on the interview there, Nick? I like that guy. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that guy. That's good. I mean, listen, I... Joe Giglio and I are buddies. We went to college together. We played intramural sports together. A lot of people are like, that guy didn't play sports. I, I played softball with him. I played flag football with him. I played uh, basketball he, with him. Was he a two-time MVP, Matt? No, I, I was the two-time MVP. Uh, he helped me as my wide receiver. He helped me. But okay. like, just people just don't like him. So, I, listen, I, I get it. They, he's, they, he's a they bunch him into Yeah, they bunch him into the hot take guy. And I don't think he's just out there throwing out hot takes. I mean, his takes... Or come from an educated place. You know, he's like the Bryce Harper one. Like, Juan Soto is, what, 10 years younger than Bryce Harper? That trade makes sense. Does it make sense from a fan standpoint? Like, no. no I mean, Juan no, Soto is, is completely unlikable. Well, like, like and Bryce Joe- Harper is the coolest guy in the whole fucking sport. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to get shit on for that take. But it's not an incorrect take. But like dirty, like as excited as you are for our show and for the success of our show of having a guest like Julia Wan, like yeah. there's something inside you like, I just hate Joe Gilio, right? Uh- well, he's a hot takester. Everybody hates the hot takester, right? I feel like a few years ago, the hot takester was kind of introduced to radio and Twitter, at least in my eyes, it seemed that way anyway. And everybody hates the hot take guy. Like everyone wants to kill the hot take guy. It's what fuels the Twitter fire. And I feel like Joe was, and you know, uh, a few others out there were those guys that started ESP. doing that. ESP is a huge one. And as time gone by, I feel like that, that pool's been a little bit emptied. And I don't think people really get as upset as they used to. I think you need the hot take guys with people really notice it keeps it fun and interesting so i don't hate Gilio, but i mean once in a while some takes are so bad where it's just like yikes uh, the like the Juan soda one that's why i think it's funny that you asked that is one of those takes where you just go you know uh, even in july it didn't make sense the guy did come off an mvp year there's just some things you uh, i would never even consider but i mean hey listen it brought up a good conversation and it worked for him so that's a good point about the 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 Juan soda take because yeah like i don't know like he he seemed to like uh i think he admitted that it was a bad take but also like try to justify it and uh yeah i don't know like it, it is justifiable uh, i mean if you ask if you ask like every front office in the league like it, it, take the contracts away like who you starting your team with he's gonna get a lot of answers he's a 22 year old kid that's got a huge future i mean he had a he had a rough time going with the with the padres he wasn't very good um, but before that, I mean, this guy's MVP type type material, and, and I know point. I know Bryce is MVP. I mean, he's already won one, and he and he's proven that he's an MVP guy. Like he's he's got multiple now if you include the playoffs. But 
he's also 10 years older. And that's, that's where it comes in. Look exactly what Julio has exactly. done. Spark the conversation. <clears throat> Wait, but, but can, I, can I say the one yes. thing uh, all, kind of off a uh, sports topic um, that I noticed in the interview and I've, I've wanted to bring up for a while is that every all the radio uh, personalities um, in Philly, they love to do the other station. Like ninety four one fanatic, it doesn't yeah. matter who you're on. They all, they all, when they're referring to their competitor, they all say the other station. Like, like if they mention it, everybody's just gonna rush to that station and only listen to them from now on. Like, like we know, like ninety four one, we know you're talking about the fanatic. Hey, fanatic, we know you're talking about ninety four one. Can we stop treating it like hey, it's yeah. Baltimore? And to back to me up, like even commercials have gotten away from doing that now, right? Like you see with the uh, what's the most recent commercial with I think it's uh, Michelob Ultra where the guy standing at the counter and he throws a Miller light up on the counter and he turns around and he's got a buzzed in hair and it says one more ca- one less calorie or whatever like you're starting to see products mention other products on air and I, I don't think it's as big a deal as radio makes it out to be yeah it's definitely such a cutthroat competition but I, I don't even know why WIP cares that much anymore because they're just crushing the fanatic yeah, the but fanatic it's obviously yeah. coming from the top down but it, it is it's kind of uh, a slap in the face of listener like because Jimmy it's exactly what you said we know who you're talking about and we're not just going to flip it over it's not like the Raw versus uh, Nitro days. Like, right, I'm not right. just going to be like, what's going on at the other station right yeah. now? However, all that said. Like, uh, at least, unless there's a legal reason that I'm not aware of. Well, Ennis, no. Ennis did it. Yeah. And I think he killed it. Yeah. Like, you know, you had you had Mikey Miss challenging him to a fight on the at, at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the fucking um, the, the Eagles practice facility. Yeah, uh, Novacare. Novacare, thank you. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, but that's fun. Um, he and sent him flowers. That, that probably got both shows ratings. You know, but you're turning, you're tuning into both to see like, all right, what are they going to, what are they going to talk about? You know, who challenged who? And you know, I, I think it's good. Of I think course, it's a good it thing is, to call out Matt your, your, comp- your competition. In the old wrestling days, w- WWF showed up on the doorstep of WCW live on a Monday night show years ago, and Eric Bischoff said the biggest regret he has in his entire career was not knowing that that was going on because he said he would have let them right in and come to the ring. It's like it's it is great. For ratings, you know what I mean? Yeah, because another thing that Joe said on the interview is like when we asked him, like, what what is something that people don't know about, you know, the listeners don't know about radio in Philly is that like they all like each other. I think he was just talking about like at their station, but like I don't know. I think it's like I, well, he straight up said that he didn't know any of the guys at ninety seven five, right? But yeah. I, I like we were just saying, like I think the rivalry is fun, and I think I think I listeners agree. think it's fun. Yeah, but there the really isn't a rivalry th- anymore because right. that, that show sucks at ninety seven five. The best show ever. Like, uh, who uh, wants to be friends with Ty? Or you know, or who even wants to go at him? Because I'll just block you and be a bitch. Ty's, thing, dog, Ty's dog hates him. The, the reason that ninety four one will always they they will always have market share is because they have the Eagles and the Phillies. Like they have the two, like the the, the ninety seven five has the Sixers. I mean, and the Flyers. Uh, okay, well, yeah. uh, but like, right. but they don't count. But like, what? As long nope. as they have the Eagles and the Phillies, which is going to be always because they're never going to let those contracts go. Mm-hmm. They're going to dominate in this town. Yep. So I take with all that said, Joe, we do appreciate it as very uh, nice of you again, as you've heard a thousand times, old college buddy of mine. I've I've watched it from afar. being like, I can't believe he's risen to this and taken on this takesman. Uh, so really nice gesture out of him to help out uh, the fastest rising podcast in all of Philadelphia. So he he's jumping on uh, not first because I was Kincaid, but second. So good two hole hitter of our uh, big time guest, uh, not named Jesus or Howie Roseman 
or Joel Embiid. Brett so, Favre. Or Pete Rose. Or Pete Rose. So any of those I miss names. Pete. So, we do miss Pete He as might well. be dead. Shay's jokes. But uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, and I'm sure he shouted us out tonight on uh, WIP. Uh, so let's get to your Philadelphia Eagles. 10-1. and one. They won last week 42-33 against the Green Bay Packers. 500 total yards. 363 rushing yards. Hurts had 157 rushing yards. Miles Sanders had 143 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Gainwell had 39 with a touchdown. Scott had 24. It's not worth mentioning, but Nick wrote it on the whiteboard, so I read it. Like well, Ron I, wanted to, I wanted to cover all the yards because it's that impressive. A you dominant. Dig? D- I dig. You dig? I get it. Uh, a dominant performance by the offense. Again, what I keep pushing forward this entire year is that the Eagles are finding different ways to win. The beginning of the season, they were blowing teams out of the water. They were looking like the absolute dominant team, not in the NFC, but in the NFL. Now they're going through this little murky phase, but in this murkiness, they're still finding ways to win. And in this game, it's just like, okay, defense, you're not going to show up for whatever reason. It's going to be because of the rushing defense and Jonathan Gannon deciding not to be a coordinator this game. Fine. Give us the ball and we're just going to keep on scoring. Dirty, your initial thoughts of this game this past week. My first thoughts are like, we've seen so many different types of Eagles games and you just said it. We've seen the Jacksonville game where like you, you go down big in the beginning and you come back. You've had the, the, the Colts game where you go down for most of the game and then you come back in the fourth quarter. Now you've had this one where you took this huge lead in the beginning and the first five minutes you're up 14, nothing. And then nine minutes into the game, you're, you're down 14, 13. Sorry, it was 13, nothing. Now you're down 14, 13. And it's like, we've seen every kind of game. I feel like except for us getting blown out at this point. And like my take is, I guess come playoffs, I think it's good to experience a little bit of all of it. So you know how to react to all these different types of scenarios. Um, I just kind of hope that the playoffs when it comes is not that blowout game. That yeah. I so mentioned. who's going to blow us out dirty. And no one in the regular season, but Oh, wow. wow. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I thought he was going to say one uh, team. All I, right. don't, Nick, I, I don't think Nick, your initial thoughts this past game. Uh, that game was cool, man. Nice. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was I a really, fun game. I really wish I was there. You know, points. Points are fun. Points are fun. Um, you know, when Green Bay came storming back, it, you know, it gave you that feeling of like, oh fuck, like you, you know, your first, your first, you're like, all right, this team's done. We're gonna beat them ninety to nothing. Sure. And then they come storming back, and you start getting that feeling in your stomach, and you're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen next? Uh-huh. And then we fucking score again, and then they fucking score, and then it's just, it was a lot of emotions. It was a lot of fun. I fucking love points. Uh, Sirianni and and S squared came in with a came in with a, a a good game plan that was just like we're gonna run all over you fucks. Cool, you know you guys can't stop the run. Well, uh-huh. guess the fuck what? We have Jalen Hurst on our team and and Booby, and we're gonna run we're gonna run all over you fucks. Yeah, and, and guess what we did, Matt? What did we do? We ran all over those fucks. And that's a breakdown from Nick on this past game. Yeah. Jimmy, did you watch? Oh come on. <laughs> 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 Off guard. <laughs> I, I, but I also, I don't know how I can follow up that analysis. <laughs> that Nick, that I don't know how I can follow up the analysis that Nick just gave of that game because no. it's it's perfect. I, I can't, I have nothing it's to add. Perfectly Thanks, it's perfectly elementary. It's perfectly spot elementary. What the fuck you mean elementary? Like, 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 it was. Like children's school? It was like first grade first breakdown. Yeah, yeah. But, but very well done. I would have given you three golden stars. Yeah, like if I asked Eva to break down the game, she might have said that verbatim. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty big loss. 
else. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, CJ Garner Johnson uh, in that game. That's that's the thing that's, uh, you know, it, it, look, uh, they won. And that's the first thing. But like the uh, it sucks that he's uh, clearly going to be missing some extended times. He's been great. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he but, took he made that tackle and he just stopped. Yeah. His he whole stopped body everything quit. he was doing and he was like, that's it. I'm done. His body just quit. He uh-huh. just literally was like, nope. Did and you that's see never the, the, the trainer was like leaned over him and he was literally like, he had his arm wrapped around the trainer's leg and he just kept like swatting the leg. I was oh. like, oh my God, that's the most pain probably in the history of the oh world. A lacerated God. fucking kidney. Yeah, Are no. you kidding me? Never good to have the interceptions leader in the yeah, league. Yeah, so- lacerated kidney yeah that's the diagnosis a lacerated Ugh. kidney and just the word lacerated laceration Eesh. it's Ugh. just such an aggressive word yeah. bro i lacerate like my hand and i'm like out for two weeks see that it's just it means it's cut it's a cut kidney yeah, lacerate is, is a tough one like You're a kidney paper it, cut yeah like, like so what exactly cut it a big bang yeah, a big, per- a big three hundred pound collision. So it's more of a split. Yeah. It's like oh, a stop! It's that, that's even worse. I think. Yeah. No, I don't like that. Yeah, Last like my, my two year old got seven stitches because he fell down steps. He banged his face against oh, the yeah, gate. Oh yeah, that bitch split, split open. Split wide he's, open. He popped like so a balloon. Gardner Johnson made a tackle so hard because yep. he's so good at his job yep. that his kidney split open. Like a Jesus, pop, like a balloon. Mary and Joseph. I think a balloon popped. Correct. Yeah. But they call Ooh. it a laceration. Sure, it was a balloon pop. Oh, it's so aggressive. It is so aggressive. But the pain of Gardner Johnson was the gain mm. of all of us Eagles fans. Oh, yeah. And being able to be witness and introduced to the vanilla missile. And that is Reed Blankenship. Oh, yeah. My God. My God. We have seen greatness in individuals in the history of this organization. But that might have been the single greatest individual game in the history of our franchise. Reed Blankenship came out and intercepted Aaron Rodgers. Reed Blankenship went out there and made tackles the likes of which have never been seen. That man was all over the place. And you might say, oh, he let Christian Watson go for a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. And I'll say to you, fuck your mother. Reed Blankenship was the question. And the answer that we were looking for. We needed him. He he flew at that interception like fucking Homelander from the boys. Yes. He, he came right at that thing. The only thing he was missing was his cape, Matt. That's it. Reed Blankenship is it. I don't care if he does nothing for the rest of his career. <laughs> that was it. That's all I needed. That's all we needed. That's 100% the right. The vanilla missile. Matt, yep. can, Matt I, I'm a big fan of alliteration. Can we call him the manila missile? Does that work? Well, think about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. You know, like, like a, a manila folder? A manila folder, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like, like, it's, it's like kind of tan. I know. I just like the vanilla miss. I, I kind of love, really I like love alliteration. Yeah. I know, but like alliteration is like the easiest form of nickname. It's the uh, easiest form of nickname. Manila Missile. I, I just, it's just flows. I didn't realize how cool he was. Somebody posted a video of him in the preseason. How cool is he? Cool enough to where a video got posted of him in the preseason game that he played. I think it was against the Dolphins where he literally smashed into a guy almost as hard as Sheldon Brown did Reggie, uh, uh, what the fuck? What Bush. Was Reggie Bush back in the day. Nice, it, was, nice. it was that type of hit. Uh, he's got a little something. This so guy. he's been great forever. He's White Dawkins. Oh my God. Yeah. He's White Dawkins. Do you want to call him uh, Dyke Dawkins? Oh, there we go. Dyke Dawkins? I said Dyke, not Dyke Dawkins. Jesus. Goodness gracious. Did you say Dyke? Yes, that's for alliteration's sake. What the fuck is Dyke? It's not anything. I'm just trying to make alliteration for your small brain's sake. No, then you you would call him like... White Dawkins? Oh, I like that. Okay. That's the first time Nick didn't know what a word was. It actually didn't exist. 
Dice. <laughs> I think. There it is. So, yes, we hope Gardner Johnson gets better soon because he obviously is an impact player. But for one night, and maybe one night only, we got the greatest individual game of all time from Reed Blankenship. Thank you, Reed. Thanks. Yes. Thank you, Reed. Yeah. All right. That's right. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, general manager, Howie Roseman. Howie, how did you sniff out? Reed Blankenship. Undrafted, I think. Ah. I think I'm right. Undrafted. Undrafted. Middle Tennessee. Mm. Uh, trust me, I can smell a good player from a mile away, Matt. Oh, my God. So I mean, as long as I'm standing downwind. Well, well apparently, because Reed Blankenship was off the charts. I mean, well, look, look, look. I go out, and Howie makes things happen. So I've been calling all the hospitals in the Tri-County area, and I'm going to find a damn kidney. I'm going to find me a kidney. Oh, okay. So we're back on Gardner Johnson. Well, good. Yeah, we, we need Gardner Johnson. Obviously. I can do it all. I can do it all, Matt. I'm going to get in there with the scalpel myself. And I'm going to take that lacerated kidney out, put the other one in. I need to take a step back. You personally have been calling local hospitals for kidneys? That's right. I say, uh, this is Howie Roseman, uh, emperor of the fucking world. Okay. <laughs> and okay. Uh, what I need right now from you is a kidney. And I don't care if some, you know, some person has been waiting for it for three years, or skin's turning yellow. I'm getting that kidney. How is the reaction when you say such things to people at local hospitals? Uh, they typically ask me, who's Howie Roseman? Oh, no, come on. You're I a know. big name. I know, Matt. Apparently, After everything I've done for this city. Self-proclaimed you know? emperor of the world. They don't know who you are. That's right. Unbelievable. Well, kudos. But hey, did you see Fat Motherfucker 1 and Fat Motherfucker 2 out there this week? Their names balling, are... Balling again. Their names are <laughs> Linville Joseph and Indomitian Sue. Eh, whatever. Okay, well, I don't think they would appreciate that. I'm sure they're listeners because our show is just rising at such a crazy rate. But they are, they are. Yes, they're, they're doing well. However, and we will get to this, the run defense wasn't that great. I would say that... Fat motherfucker one and fat motherfucker two had a better game two weeks ago as opposed to last week. What ah, do you, think of- you know, it's a, it's a week to week business here, Matt. I'll get back at it, or else I'll find some other fat motherfucker to throw in there. Okay, well speaking Jordan Davis. Yeah, speaking of, of fat motherfuckers, your words, not mine. Jordan Davis, do we expect him back this weekend? Because he's he's pretty big. I'm not really sure. I've been as I as I explained earlier to you. I've been on kidney detail. Okay, Howie. Well, we, we appreciate you coming on the it's show. It's a lot of work to call around all these hospitals. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I honestly couldn't even imagine what that work is like. It seems pretty preposterous. All right, any any last thoughts on your, your Eagles, Howie, or, or kidney watch? No, I'll let you know. I got a box with ice in it. I'm ready. To, mm. first, first hospital that offers it up, I'm ready to go. Got me a cooler. Gonna keep it on ice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your general manager and self-proclaimed emperor of the world, Howie Roseman. Um, <laughs> Lot less gangster today. It was good. Yeah, he's got a mission. He, right. He's a he's a chameleon. He changes what his needs are. Mm-hmm. And right now, he's a kidney hunter, uh, self-proclaimed self-proclaimed emperor of the world. And uh, I think he slipped in there that he would do the surgery himself if need be. Uh, but if he can't find a kidney and if Reed Blankenship takes a step down, the Manila missile, the vanilla missile, uh, Ed Reed Blankenship, do we dare call Super Bowl winning former Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins? Nick. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> that easy? Yeah, dude. We, I mean... With with or without Gardner Johnson, we we still need depth. Kevon Wallace, I, I'm not even sure he can play flag football, dude. 
that guy sucks balls. Yeah. So why not bring in Malcolm? He said on uh, he said on John Clark's stupid show that um, you know, he's still he's still in uh, you know, ready to play. He's still in shape. He's ready to fucking go. Um, that doesn't sound like a guy that's that's fully retired. It sounds like he wants to come back, and that was before the fucking game. So. You know, now he's probably ready to go. I mean, if they don't bring him in for at least a workout, like, what are you doing? So you're saying he's ready to go. Let me hear you say he's ready to go one more time. How many times did I say it? So we'll just give it to me one more time. Well, I I didn't Can say he's ready to go. He ready said he's go. ready to go. Got it. So if he says he's ready to go, then I'm going to believe that he's fucking ready to go, man. Dirty, do we call Jenkins? How do you, you have to call him. Oh you have to. God. You need you got, you got need the depth. What are you going to do? Kayvon Wallace. I knew Kayvon Wallace was going to stink the second he sent out his first tweet. That guy's a moron. He's just a loudmouth dope. He doesn't fucking stop talking. He runs his mouth all the time. And anytime a guy does that online, he's fucking- He went to Clemson, he, though, right? Yeah, that's why I, cool. That's why I thought there was going to be something, you know? Yeah. Do you hate all pro athletes who tweet? I hate all pro athletes who just don't do, who, who talk shit and suck, and he's like top of the list right now in Philadelphia. Which, could you cut that sentence short and just say you hate all pro athletes who suck? That's sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. that sure. makes a lot of sense. But I feel like the ones that always do the jib jab and a lot online are always the ones that wind up being the worst players. Mm. Rager was like a clown. Jay Kayvon Wallace are the only two Eagles that go on and actually did any shit talking out of these last couple of drafts, and they're both the two biggest idiots that we've had in the city. I think in a long time, as far as mm-hmm. Eagles go. But no, you have to call Jenkins, dude. We have no depth. We do have Reed. It's an it's a nice fun story. He had a great pick against Aaron Rodgers. That dude is not a long term answer. So if like well, well, now, well, wait a minute. He could be the greatest player the Eagles have ever had ever. Yeah, what are you thinking? He's, he certainly could be. I'm not. Well, there, there you have it. it. No, he's the starter. Malcolm's just coming in to back Reed, him up. Reed, yeah, if Malcolm Jenkins does come back, which is just preposterous. Reed Black, he's not starting over. Wait, why is it Reed that Black crazy that Malcolm doesn't come back? Because he hasn't played all year. It's okay. Who cares? Neither did Sue and Joseph. Maybe but he right in. But he's Joseph played for 30 years, Matt. He's been playing since he was five. But Sue and Joseph are just fat motherfuckers who are pushing fat motherfuckers and trying to hunt a quarterback. This is just like. Being a safety, you gotta be fast. You gotta react fast. You gotta you're 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 observing the field. He I says he's, he's still, in game shape. Believe the guy, Matt. I bet he's. Why, got why it. do you think? What are you calling him a liar? Uh, are you are you calling Malcolm he, Jenkins? You want to hear Lay, how Eagles, dare you. Eagles legend? You want to hear a liar? Emperor Malcolm Jenkins, you fucker! You're a liar. I love you and thank you for the Super Bowl, but right now you're a liar. I think he's in great shape, and I think he's waiting for the right opportunity. Maybe, maybe a week of practicing and all that, you'll be in great shape. But at this moment, you're a liar, Malcolm Jenkins. If you say, "Hey, we've got this guy Reed Blankenship that we've seen play White for three quarters," White Boy Weddle did it. White well, Boy Weddle did it last year. Yeah, he was, wasn't playing, and they damn won a it. Super Bowl. God damn it! Yeah, damn it. and he was starting. He did good. Damn. Can I take back what I said? Remember, remember. Can I can I take back what I said? Sure. Yeah. Jenkins, you're not a liar. I'm sorry. Come back and win us another Super Bowl. Yeah, see? Yeah. All right, right. I'm sorry. If a white boy can do it, my God. Join Joseph and Sue, the fat motherfucker one hey, and two. They'll, they'll love that. Hey, you Reed's there. white. Maybe he's fat too. He could be fat motherfucker three. Reed is white. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Jimmy, do you want Malcolm Jenkins? Yeah, I mean, I'm sh- I'm assuming he'd take like a you know a, a, a team friendly contract. Money doesn't matter. Whatever. Money, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, money, I mean, money does not the matter. Salary cap doesn't exist. It yeah, doesn't matter. It, but yeah, but it's it's uh, it's also like. Um, like Nick said, like depth is always good, no matter what, like, even if he's not coming in, like, obviously he's take a little bit of time to get up to speed, but it's like, you know, if we're, ma- if we're planning and I think we are on making a deep run this season, uh, I, I think you can use all the help you can get, yeah. especially a guy who's familiar with, well, I guess not really this playbook, but you know, he's familiar. He's been around the team. He knows the, you know, he knows the organization. That's always good. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Moving on from Malcolm Jenkins. 
Uh, what I'm about to read next off the whiteboard that Nick wrote is oh my. definitely my least favorite saying that's come out in the past couple of years. Me too, dude. Jalen Hurts is him, yet polarizing. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like the him thing. I hate it. Dude, it's I, the I worst. Hate, I hate it. I, I hate just it. wanted you to read it. I hate I don't, it too. I, it's not that it's the worst. It's like, the worst. I just, I, I just don't, it's like, it's enough. It never was that good. People oh. use, oh, he's him. Like, it's fine. There's just been better. There's been more creative. Like, oh, you're him. Or I saw, he's him. I saw people starting him. to get like all pronouny about it. And I was like, I can't do this. We need to stop it. We need yeah. to abort it immediately. When, when Jalen <laughs> Ramsey was on the sideline, uh, screaming, I'm him. I'm him. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> this is this is atrocious. This is bad work. And then everybody else is starting to do it. I'm him in the middle of the games after they dunk or you know catch a toe. I'm him. It's like everybody can't be him. Yeah, there's like, like just one guy can be him. And if anybody's gonna be him, it's Jalen Hurts. In fact, I, I think like I think it took his his swag points down for me a little bit. Who hurts? What? I think the him, the him thing is kind of killing his swag. For he doesn't bit. call himself him. I've never heard I, him do it. Nah, I know, but I I, I bet he does. Wait, I, wait, I you, wait, 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 Nick, Nick, this is where you need to shut up and hold you your account shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so you don't know if Hertz has called himself him, yeah. but you're going to dock him uh-huh. for not calling himself him because you think he may have called him him. Yeah, he's definitely calling himself him. There's no doubt. In my but mind. you don't know. I have no idea. So you are now already docking him points in your... Yeah. Scoring system. Uh-huh. Okay. Just for my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Yep. I guarantee he's walking in the locker room. He's probably walking in the locker room. Going, he's looking at AJ Brown just going, I'm him. And AJ's like, I know, I'm him too. And then he looks over at Devontae and he's like, I'm him too. And they're all just like, I'm him. And it's just like everybody's just yelling, I'm We're him. We're all Batman. And then Sirianni walks in and he just he sees them all yelling, I'm him. And he just walks out with Reed Blankenship. That's what I think happened. All right, Nick, you can continue on whatever I don't know what say. I was going to say. Now, why well, do you who cares? Say, now, why do you say yet polarizing? Uh, you know, there's the whole, it's coming out. There was one guy that I, I, I tried to fight with and he didn't want to fight. Um, but it, it's coming out from, from multiple, uh, social media. What do you call those dorks that like, Idiots. yeah, Losers? like guys that have like actual check marks, but like, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? All these dudes are coming. I already said that part, didn't I? Yeah. It's a- <laughs> um, we'll just, we'll just keep going. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of fucks. There's just a bunch of fucks. And they're all like, he's not a real quarterback. He's a running back. And then there's this one moron. And I I don't remember his name because he was a fucking moron. Noodle arm Batman. And he was like, he was like, Jalen Hurts, if you you run over seven times a game, you're not a quarterback. If you run under seven, you are a quarterback. Like, just make it up. What are you you getting this from? You're just making shit up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You know? He's not a quarterback, my ass. Like this is this is the way the league is going. You want guys that can run and fucking throw, and it just so happens we got the best damn one. I saw it earlier where some dude was was like, "Well, Steve Young ran it for over seven yards at times in seasons. Like, would you consider him a running back?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> it's just he was bullshit. Just like, he like then disputed his own it's original bullshit. Tweet. It's just great. So Nick, you're talking about a guy named Michael Salfino who Hold on. is. So, Nick, you're talking about a guy named Michael Salfino, who uh, is from Dirty Mike's favorite publication, The Athletic. Oh, Oh, okay. Out of Rutherford, New Jersey. Wonderful. He goes, ESPN, quote, right now, Jalen Hurts is playing quarterback at the highest level in the NFL, end Mm -hmm. quote. Mm -hmm. And then he says, is Jalen Hurts really playing quarterback? 
He has 214 likes and 339 quote tweets. <laughs> so he's getting ratioed to hell. Uh, my quote tweet to him was, does he call the audibles the line of scrimmage? Does he receive the ball when he is hyped? Is he receiving the play calls from the coach? Is he the one passing the ball? Next time you have a thought, don't. So, yeah, it's just like that is he's just one of those people who will not accept that he is playing quarterback a little bit differently than other quarterbacks. And the most important thing that Jalen Hurts is uh, doing right now, he's winning games. That, that's he's the problem, winning Matt. games. That's the problem. We're 10 and 1. So, yeah. so these fucks are trying to find something to mm-hmm. just shit on the Eagles for. It's That's like they got to find something. So right. let's go back to the old he's not a quarterback thing, just like with Michael Vick or just like with uh, Kaepernick or just like with whoever. Like Lamar Jackson who Lamar won MVP Jackson, a couple years ago. He did throw 40 People, fucking touchdowns. The sports touchdowns. world knows that the Philadelphia fan who's on top of the world is the scariest and most dangerous fan in the game. So they've got to do anything they can to hold him at bay. They can't let us be happy. They can't let us brag and get crazy because it drives them fucking insane. So they've got to try to and hold us down. They know we will answer. And then, so that gives them exposure. Jim, and we can't help ourselves. Jason Kelsey said no one likes us. We don't care. And there's never been a bigger lie told yeah, in the true. history of the world. Actually, nobody cares more than people in Philly. And that's why they do it. That's why they well, tweet this shit. Because they know that they're going to get ratioed to hell. They want to get ratioed to hell. Or do we just like to fight? I mean, so, do, do, we, do we care, Matt? Do we not care? Or do we just like to fight? I just like to fight. I think you like to fight because right now it's absolutely freezing in our room. And you're wearing uh, a shirtless cutoff t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah, Nick's, uh, Nick's dressed like it's... <laughs> preposterous how you are dressed in our studio I'm right really now. cold. 90. Of course you're cold because you don't own a pair of sweatpants. It's December. Mm. I thought be, about getting some, but then I just didn't. I'd be cold in that outfit in July. And you own long sleeve shirts, you own hoodies, and you decide to wear a cutoff shirt. I mean, I just I just wear cutoff shirts around the house and then um, I just Again, didn't. that's a choice you made. You made you can make other choices. You can make any other choice in the world. Get the man a hoodie and a pair of sweatpants. He has no. He just refuses to understand what he's missing. I usually wear hoodies, but today I just didn't. And um, okay. <laughs> on a rainy today, you hear this on Friday when it's released, or any day after that when you decide to listen. Today when we're recording, it's been raining since the sun came up today, and yeah. cold and dreary. Terrible. Day. Yeah. It's currently forty degrees outside. Is it really? Yeah. It's a Damn. horrible day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, Cold. so we talked about the yet polarizing part, or is Jalen Hurts him? There is other articles coming out. There are other articles coming out that are arguing the point. Jalen Hurts has the potential to be the best quarterback in Eagles franchise history. Hold the phone, everybody. Mercy. But is there a point to that? Yeah, I mean, if he keeps doing what he's doing, and yeah, he's, like, but like, doesn't every quarterback have the potential to be the best quarterback in franchise history? Yeah, the bar's like, not high. Well, I mean, no, but I'm saying like, no, I, I would, I would say no, Jimmy. That that's that's <laughs> very wrong. What you just said. Well, no, but like, of course, he has the potential. I would say Zach Wilson does not have the potential to be the best quarterback in New York Jets. Yeah, history. but like he Mike did, White does. Like he did, but he did when he started. It's like until no. you prove otherwise, Mike like, White is him. But Jalen Hurts <laughs> already has a year plus under his belt. Yeah, I mean, I think he does, and like the. the the quarterback, obviously, that he has to overtake is Donovan McNabb. But um, I think that his skill set, like, you, you know, you look at the past.
past great. Uh, and then, that's the other thing. It, it, there's really not many that's in this franchise. Say, yeah. uh, you know, Randall Cunningham, uh, you know, he's got a he's had a very similar game. But Randall Cunningham had a lot of injury issues. Like, I, I think that he's very different than Donna McNabb in a lot of ways. But, it, you know, if he can stay healthy and continue to do what he's doing, he can absolutely be. If Hurts wins, if Hurts runs the table and this team goes 15 and two and he wins MVP and he wins Super Bowl MVP and they win the Super Bowl. He's basically already at the top of the list. People borderline put put Nick Foles at the top of that list as is. And he filled in for four games to win a Super Bowl. How do you run the table and lose a game? <laughs> I might like on the division, like from like coast to coast, division lead, one seed through the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. That's that's running it. That's coast to coast. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. They were at, at no point were they ever in a deficit. Any sane fan, gun to their head, would say that Dominic McNabb is the best quarterback in franchise history. Nick Foles has the best moment in franchise history. For Jalen Hurts, since while they were having this conversation, is that he needs to have long, sustaining success. And the argument to be made right now, very early in his career, is that one, his playing style seems to be able to have long-term success. And two, more importantly, is that he has the good head on his shoulders and the leadership something that all these it seems to be the perfect storm of every quarterback that we've liked he's got the legs he's got enough of an arm he's got the decision making and the leadership and the head on his shoulders we always wanted that he's head. handsome as hell He's, he's I know it's been all these all these years these headless quarterbacks. It's been just we atrocious. just always had these Ichabod cranes. No, yeah. not Ichabod cranes. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, the horseman. Yeah, the horseman. In the story, it's okay. But the horseman had a character's name. Whatever. You get what I'm saying? Oh, Matt, it was the headless horseman. Got it. Thank you very much. Yep. Yes. But what I'm saying is, is that Dominic Nab had all the physical traits, and then you had, you know, another quarterback had this trait. Is that Jalen Hurts has the perfect storm of all the traits? I mean, Nab had the physical traits, but he had Forrest Whitaker's head, man. Correct. We need to we need to set <laughs> an over under, an over under on when Donovan McNabb turns on Jalen Hurts and starts trashing him. Oh, he's already kind of like. Oh, uh, he, yeah, he, he's poo-pooed. definitely not been patting his back. Ah, well, they, I mean, I saw pretty recently they took those pictures of uh, Jalen and Donovan and 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 Vic yeah. yucking it up. Oh, so Donovan, I thought that they were cool. Donovan hates anyone who's a threat to anything he's done. That's here. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if, if Jalen Hurts wins the MVP this year, like all bets are off. Donovan yeah. Nab is just going to trash him, of course, because yeah. McDad never won one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Keep this. Well, we can make this segment a bit longer. Is there any quarterback in the NFL you rather have? All right, let's let's list it all. Oh boy! Is there any quarterback in the NFL you rather have? Mahomes. I'd rather have Mahomes. That's it. Yeah, no, that's it. I wouldn't. Okay, Josh Allen. <laughs> He's a fucking dork. I yeah. wouldn't rather have Josh Allen. I would. Wait, yeah. time out, time out. We'll get to Josh Allen. You wouldn't rather have Patrick Mahomes? He's, he's a dork. Okay. And I hate his wife. The dork thing's huge. Okay. You know, him, my, you know, me and his wife have a have a history. You mm-hmm. do. Um, you, she dumped champagne. Go all ahead. Over go you. ahead. Nick. Yeah, I, 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 I trolled her, <laughs> and I got like I don't know six thousand likes, and you were on an article. Uh, yeah, but about I, what? I made, I made set two articles. Set the stage. <laughs> it was when it was when Brit, is Brittany Brittany Mahomes. Yeah. Um, it was when she. Uh, I don't even remember the game. I guess the AFC championship Something like or that. whatever. It was just a fucking playoff game because the Bengals beat them. Um, it must have been a divisional game. So the yeah. game before the Bengals, she's spraying champagne all over the fans. Right. And it's fucking, I don't even know if it's cold. I don't even think it was that cold, 
But, um, you know, I put out a tweet that was like this, you know, I try to be proper with it. I was like, Brittany Mahomes needs to put out a statement apologizing to all the fans, you know, possibly causing hypothermia to children. <laughs> and, um, dude, so many people took my tweet seriously. Yeah. I mean, I had like 10,000 comments, people just ripping me and I responded to every fucking one of them, yep. you know, continuing my troll. It was the most fun. It was. It went on for like a week. It was yeah, unreal. You, and yeah. it was so much fun. And I made two or three articles. They put my fucking tweet in there. Um, I can't remember. Like a variety was one. It, there was a bunch there's, of them. There's two things I now know about Kansas. So fun, about man. Kansas City, and and I only knew one before. <laughs> one was that they're really loud because that's all anybody talks about. And two is now they are by far the stupidest fan base so in our dumb. country. So it's dumb. It's like them in Minnesota and everybody else. Okay. How could you get hypothermia? Like the fans were loving it. Uh, okay, good. So <laughs> three of us would take Mahomes. Nick wouldn't. Yeah, Would you take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts? No. Oh, he's a, he's a liar. He bets the Bills every week. So would you take Josh Allen? Yep. Jimmy, would you take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts? No, Mahomes is the only quarterback I would take. I would take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts. Would you take Justin Herbert? He's the closest Herbert? one for me. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no just because Jalen Hurts is him. You know. I God can't. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Herbert is. Yeah, I I can't even imagine what Herbert would do with that offensive line and these receivers on this team. I think they'd have the same record. He's phenomenal. He's I think phenomenal. I think we'd be ten and one with Herbert. The I really social do. media quarterback Shed Emmanuel Acho. He's he's set to die in Los Angeles. That team fucking stinks. They stink every single year. They're a worthless shitbag franchise. Uh, I don't think you're right there. So Jimmy, don't ask you anymore. You, you wouldn't take Justin no, Herbert. No, Mahomes is the only quarterback I would want over Jalen Hurts. He right said now. that before. Mahomes, Mahomes, and Josh Allen are the only two. Herbert is the one that makes me think long heart. Wait, Nick, I have one more for you. Let's hear it, Joe Burrow. Ooh, God, <laughs> killing him with that. Actually, you know, That's I a fucking love one. Joe Burrow, but uh, you know, he's not he's not that dual threat. He's not. He's not. And uh, I'm sticking with Jalen, baby. Mm. I'm just Sam. One last one for Nick, if we can. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. He has the number. <laughs> what number was he? Number was nine. Right? <laughs> number nine. But you had Hurts eight. I did have Hurts eight. So, so you're gonna say with Hurts? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, Mariota's close. So though. what? What Dirty is referring to is the top thirty quarterback ranking that Nick put out at the beginning of the season. Do you have that up in front of you, Dirty? No, I could. Find I was right it. about. I was right about Jameis Winston. I had him a dead last. I think. Well, no, I had. I had Wentz dead last. Second, <laughs> second. So I was right there. Second to dead last was Jared Goof. And then third to dead last was Jameis Winston. And I had so many Saints fans coming at me, man. They were like, you just wait. You just wait. wait I had well, well, to, to back. Well, first of all, I hate Saints fans, so I won't back them up. He's injured. He's not. It's not like he's, he's bad. He's no, injured. Dude, he's healthy right now. They're not putting him in over Dalton. They're just not. I, and nobody uh, understands it. It's like, are they tanking to give us a better pick? What are they doing? Standing on the corner, Jameis Winston down in Nola. I don't know, man. I think they'd be doing a little bit better with him. But... Stand I like I forgot it. Yeah, okay. yeah so okay. Uh, I listen, you, your quarterback ranking isn't as bad as everyone thought it was when you um, put it out there. I was looking for Nick's uh, post where he put Mariota, so I just went to his Twitter and I typed in Mariota, and the only thing that came up was he just tweeted out once, Mariota just threw the most Wentz pass I've ever went. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so either way, we just went through the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL and we're pretty darn happy that Hurts is our quarterback. That shows you where we are with the Philadelphia Eagles. So either way, you're happy. We're talking about would you rather have Mahomes or Hurts or Allen or Hurts or Burroughs or Hurts. You can, you can, you can say Hertz. that he's top five most valuable. Easily. Abs- a hundred, Easily. A hundred Maybe percent. top three. Would you rather Dak Prescott or Hurts? Like, shut <laughs> up. No. Yeah, I'd rather Hurts. Like, get out of here. Okay. 
AJ Brown fumbleitis. Yeah, dude. Two weeks in a row, man. Two weeks in a row. That's not a good trend. However, and this, I mean, this this sucks. Jimmy, I'm looking at you here. AJ Brown had food poisoning the week of Thanksgiving mm. and threw up so much that he popped a blood vessel in his eye and Oof. lost seven pounds. Is there a worse fate than death than There's that a, on Thanksgiving week? Someone someone didn't uh, properly thaw the turkey. Guy no, bad turkey. my God. Yes, it's heroic that he played and he scored a touchdown and all that. I don't give a shit about that. There is no worse fate than death and having food poisoning the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, you know what? And, and during that game, I went to look up, though, um, like A.J. Brown's stats on on uh, fumbles, turnovers uh, in, in previous seasons. I was like, what is it about this midnight green that just turns players into, I don't know, they, they just forget to hold on to the ball. But actually, uh, he had two turnovers uh, uh, one year in Tennessee, uh, and so he's, he's at his quarter. Oh, okay, for, so for, we're good. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's common. So, so, it just so happened to be back to back. Yeah, exactly. Moving but, on. So if he if he if he does it again though, you know, like next game, then we're like, oh shit, you know, this well, is that's the end of that discussion. That's, that's, Kill when, ourselves. that's when it becomes unprecedented. Perfect. Man. Then that's the end of that. Uh Nick Rokamis are the worst. Nick, go on. Yeah, man. The Sean Taylor thing. Who? Oh, we we had to, we had to talk about it just okay. to shit on the commies for for a minute here. Um, so Sean Taylor. Just uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know. Sean Taylor is one of the better safeties of our generation, uh, and he played for the Washington Redskins. He was murdered, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. he was murdered uh, over <laughs> a decade. Two Someone broke like into his house to steal yeah. his shit, and you know I think he tried to yeah, fight him. Right. I mean Sean Taylor. I've I've mixed thoughts on Sean Taylor. All right. Give me a second to set it up. Okay, and I'll okay. get you your pain. Okay. Sorry. So he was murdered 10, 15 years ago. Long story short, they set up a memorial for him at FedEx Stadium. The memorial, j- just look it up on your phone. Mm-hmm. I-, I know people don't do this. You don't give us ratings when I ask you to do this. And you don't do this when I tell you to, to physically do something. Do this. Look up Sean Taylor's memorial at <laughs> FedEx Stadium because it's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, uh, uh, what, what it usually it's is. It's not good. Bad. It's not it's good. Bad. It's not a statue. It's the word I'm looking for. It's uh, not a statue. Not a it's statue. Just, no. It looks like something that's at a pro shop. Mm-hmm. And and with his even worse jersey, than that. they found that it dicks in the back. So this is somebody who's murdered, who's one of the best players in their history, and it was just uh, it, it's bad. So go ahead, dirty. My so listen, like Sean Taylor was kind of like in the heart of when I started getting into football. Like he. <laughs> and I don't want to take anything away from the guy. He got murdered. It sucks. But you're going to do it. Go ahead. I am totally going to do it. And, and and for one, he was not a good guy. He was a bad guy off the field. He hung around with oh really, boy. he hung around. Here with, we go. No, but like they're <laughs> celebrating this guy. Like he was like, he was a bad guy off the field. He got mixed up with bad dudes. He owed some people some money. He refused to pay them money. They broke into his house. They got into a huge fight and he got shot. They're acting like he was out of the grocery store, like being a hero and got shot. Like the guy was mixed up in some bad shit and got murdered for it. Not a great guy too. He was wasn't that great of a player. He was just a really fucking hard hitter. He could slaughter you on a football field. That's what he did to that fucking punter, although hilarious in the pro Bowl game, is one of the most ridiculous fucking things that's ever happened in sports. He lined up that punter from 30 yards out while that guy was trying to make a block and sent him into orbit. He sent him to the moon. And it was like, bro, that guy is like 100 pounds less. He was like me out there, just like trying to make a block. And he just literally 
set, set him 40 feet. He just, his whole game was pressed, <laughs> was basically designed to just hit you. He's not that good. He That's was a bad guy. A couple bells. He I gotta a, look it up. He was a bad dude off the field. It, he, look up Brian Mormon, the punter in, in Pro Bowl. It's one of the most unfucking believable things you'll ever see in your life. Brian, you know the guy's name? Oh, it's an infamous hit in football. It's like one of the top 10 hits of all time. His last name is Mormon? But he was a punter for the Bills for years. Uh, yeah, the first so thing, whole, if you type in Brian Mormon, and I did know how to spell Mormon, I don't know why. Because um, the word is Mormon, Nick. It's double O, buddy. It's double O. It's double O. It's M O O. Like I don't know why I knew that. I just started typing it, <laughs> and I typed it correctly. I'm like, how did I know that? Anyhow, I will the not. first thing it says is Brian Mormon, Sean Taylor. Yep, really excited for this. Watch it, everybody. I am not a Sean Taylor guy. I don't understand the Sean Taylor hype. He was a really good hitter. That's it. Ran over. You know what, Dirty? I say uh, kudos to you because there needed to be the the Sean Taylor haters you, during Matt, this hey, moment. Matt, I want to ask you: Do you hear that? That's you hear that t- tapping? That's Dirty dancing on Sean Taylor's grave. Yeah, that that's what needed to be done during yeah. this memorial service. Little Jackson Mahomes action, right? And uh, yeah, people, we needed Sean Taylor haters in this moment. They had a Philadelphia casket with a Sean Taylor jersey over at a tailgate I was at one time, and Mike, the old the Beehive himself, Mike Scott, tried to fit fight every one of them and I watched it and it was all over that stupid incident Bruh. but those Philly fans kind of had it right they knew what they were talking about dude it was a fake punt yeah dude. why are you first of all why are you doing a fake punt in the Pro Bowl tell me about that hit he did a fake punt and <laughs> Sean Taylor like a dude. fucking missile Jerry's <laughs> right he came from like 40 yards Bro, out as he fast looked... as he could and fucking hammered I can't him. believe he survived holy shit I don't I, I... <laughs> it's the most unbelievable hit and one of the most unbelievable hits in NFL history I can't stop watching it when people watch it they're gonna be like oh my god if you don't already know it uh, it's so good. <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. All right, Shay, give me a second. Well, uh, I'm glad well, you're here. But we need to cap it off that sh- that dirty thing. Sean Taylor deserved to be murdered. Shay, um, yeah. Hey, how are I'm you? I'm gonna get right down to it. Please uh, do. I just wanted to uh, maybe share some of my latest material with yeah, you. Please do. <laughs> Go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. NHL <laughs> maybe uh, legend Shay Weber. As you know, I'm a bit of a hoot. Uh, yeah. I'm putting together this uh, stand-up comedy routine yep for helium mm-hmm. comedy club in yeah. five years right mm-hmm. yeah okay you got about got one, 45 seconds worth of material i got uh this first one uh, i think it's pretty good okay <laughs> uh my granddad is the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the philadelphia zoo okay <laughs> got it oh, oh, no oh, no nope, nope, nick you don't <laughs> You gotta be honest with him so he doesn't crumble on this. No, I just didn't get it at first, but then when I got it, I was like, "Oh, that's good." Okay, Shay. Yeah. Well, sorry that didn't land so hot for you. Do you got any more for yeah. us, or did you just come here to crash our show? What's the uh, What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but their flag is a huge plus. Wow! All right, <laughs> Holy well, fuck. that's good, Shay. I think your opening's great. That's good. I think the middle of your first 45 seconds are okay. And what you're working on, uh, keep working on it. That's where I'm at. That's my honest assessment of you, Shea Weber, former NHL legend, and your comedic uh, endeavors. Hey, uh, why did the semen cross the road? God damn it. Why? Because I wore the wrong socks today. What? <laughs> I don't get it at all. I don't. Wait a minute. Say that again. I'm going to try and figure this one out. You know, I put the... The semen socks on. Ew. 
because he jerked off into the sock. And oh, then put him on. oh my god! Jeez. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a thinking man's joke right there. <laughs> that's it. it. Took a sec. That's a thinking uh, man's hey, joke. Hey, what's the difference between my ex and the Titanic? What's that? The Titanic only went down on one thousand people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <It's not> bad. <laughs> All right, Shay, that's it on that one. That was a good one. All right, Shay. You got a bright future. Thanks for for joining us. I'm a bit of a hole. All right. God, it's a dirty mic. (laughs) Thinks Sean Taylor deserved to be murdered in cold blood because he had a a bad way about him. So murder was- He certainly deserved that wire statue that he got. I'll tell you that. Okay. The wire statue with with Adidas soccer cleats. And and the Redskins emblem. He wore those cleats on the field. Well, but then he had Reebok pants and then a Nike jersey. And a Redskins emblem helmet. Yeah, Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your Philadelphia Eagles are in Philadelphia playing the Tennessee Titans. The vaunted Tennessee Titans, if you listen to enough people, against your 10-1 Eagles. The line is Philadelphia. Laying five. The over-under is 44 and a half. Nick, your thoughts on the game? Um, I think I think everybody knows how I feel about the Titans. I think they fucking suck. <laughs> um, I, I bet against them a lot because they're frauds. Um, Tannehill's not good at football. He has no one to throw to. Um, you know, all you have to do is stop Derrick Henry, and apparently that's oh, not easy. Oh God! So, oh my God! You know, just sell out. Let, let you know, get Derrick Henry's ass and let Tannehill try to beat you, and he's just gonna, you know. Brian Tannehill is, he's Carson Wentz. Like, he's just not good. Yeah. So, Eagles by 50. You think Ryan Tannehill is Carson Wentz? You don't think Ryan Tannehill is better than Carson Wentz? No. You don't think Ryan Tannehill is better than Carson Wentz? I don't think Ryan Tannehill is better than anybody in the NFL. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL? Um, looking back at my better rankings, than, I would have... I would have <laughs> Who's I, better than... Who's, I messed up on Goof. Goof is better than Tannehill, so... Well, can I ask you a question? Who's better, Ryan Tannehill or Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton. No! Yeah. That's good. This is good. Who's better? You know what? Uh, let me take that back. They're the same guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill or Zach Wilson? Um, And I and I was wrong about Zach Wilson. I, I, I thought Zach here, Wilson was there. Here's it. the thing. That one play. I huh? haven't seen really any of Zach Wilson playing. Because he's certainly never on the red zone. I know. That's true. Um, so, I, honestly, I don't fucking know if Zach Wilson's good. I got one last one. They want to go dirty. Ryan Tannehill or Danny Dimes? D- Danny Dimes. Oh, day. my God. Okay. Without hesitation, he uh, can run. All right, Dirty B. Go to you. The Eagles laying five over under 44 and a half. One o'clock kickoff. Earlier, I talked about how, like, the blowout game scared me a little bit. There was a game years ago where the Titans came into town and we were supposed to beat the snot out of them and they wiped us off the face of the earth. And I do have this little fear like that could happen again. If Gannon doesn't come into this game with the scheme of just stacking up the box and making Tannehill beat you, like Nick said, there's a strong chance they lose this game by double digit points. If Henry starts to go off and gets and has like 150 yards rushing in halftime and the Eagles have a couple three and outs because they can't figure out that Titans defense, it's going to be a long, shitty Sunday afternoon. And I'm nervous about this game and the minus five and a half for the Eagles I don't like that either I think the Titans are going to cover I'm actually gonna, a little bit scared they're going to win uh, but I am certainly taking that Tennessee plus five and a half well it opened up it opened at minus one which is yeah. crazy yeah that's that is the game crazy. opened at minus one now it's at five yeah dude hmm. that means so many people for are real, betting, for real that means so many people are betting the Eagles 
I don't. I don't know. That means everybody's. I, I don't on know it. if anything that Nick said is real. I don't know if that's true either. I don't know if anything Nick said is real, which means we're going to go over to Jimmy and get some numbers. Yeah, from like, you. and so I don't know. This is. I guess I should always cast that this is just VegasInsider.com, but I mean they usually have decent stats. I see that the line opened at six and minus six and a half for the Eagles and yeah, has moved for, to minus not five. Not to cut you off, Jimmy. If what Nick said is accurate, it'd be the most staggering switch of lines. It, History in a long time. In a long time. So go I, ahead. Jimmy. I have that it opened at six and a half and it moved to five and a half uh, now. And Matt, you said I think five. Mm-hmm. Um, but Titans. I'm seeing, so get this a lot of people, a ton of people must feel the same way as Dirty because 94% of the money, money against the spread is on the Titans. Oh, God damn it. And what no, does that tell you? To bet the Eagles. Yes. Huh? I think the Eagles cover and win, especially if the line moved the other way. If it went from six and a half to five and everyone's betting on Tennessee. I'm deleting this fucking app. What app are you using? What app did you get from one to five or five and a half and and, and believed it? First of all, first of all, what's the app? Uh, What's the app, Nick? I mean, you must use it every fucking day. Sportsline. Sportsline and you and you believe Sportsline stuff. That jump? You believe it jumped four to four and a half points? Right there. But like you gamble enough to know that must be fishy to see something. Matt, like is that why it's like seven games under five hundred? Oh, you're fucking awful. God Jimmy, damn it. Continue. Sixty-eight percent of the money is on the over, which God, is set at forty-four and a half. Sucks. So it's like All right, that's yeah, not like a sucks. That's not like says, a crazy majority. I don't know. Uh, it, it says Dallas opened at minus two, and now it's minus eleven. This app blows. And the yeah, money I got, I'm with Jimmy. I got it opening at minus six and a half. And the money line, sixty percent of the bets are in on the Titans. Which man, that's. I mean, see, that's interesting. You usually tell yeah, us the money yeah, line yeah, it, on the favorite, yeah, but they're saying yes. there's a chance that the Titans going. So 60% right now is on the Titans. 60% of the money is um, on the money line is on is. the Titans. People have eyes. As it, we're, yeah, but we're, what? What is that? It mean? means they watched the, the Eagles are 10 and 1 and they're playing at home. They just watched a decimated <laughs> schwagazoid fucking Green Bay Packers offense put up 33 dirty, points dirty, dirty, on the dirty. Eagles. Dirty. We're talking about 60% here. I, I get that you're getting a little emotional here, but we're talking about 60% yeah. are putting it on the money line. That That's not like a you here or there. We're not talking about 20 or 18%. That's 60%. People have eyes. Mm-hmm. If people have eyes at 60%, Vegas would be bankrupt. Las Vegas would cease to exist if 60% of people won all the time. Yeah, 60 is not a ton, I don't and think. And it opened at minus one. This is not a ton. But, but, but I told you, 94% of the money is on the, is on the, is on the, uh, on the spread. Yeah, that, that's a that's a little bit concerning. That's a little and bit concerning. And what's a schwagazoid? Oh, it's exactly it's it means your horrible stink out fart butt. So you think the Eagles are gonna lose this game? I think um, it's a strong chance. I think it's the strongest just, chance. Just make it be it's a Julio episode. Make take a, take. a stance. Take a stance. Yeah, I, I'm uh, Gannon worries me in this game. I think the Titans are gonna win it. Yeah. There you go. All right, I'll, here's my stance. I have not been able to read an Eagles line since the beginning of the season. The Eagles were the team in this league that Vegas was not correct on. The way to win the Eagles was the beginning of the season. Now it's definitely evened itself out. I was wrong on the last game. I said take Green Bay in the under. Way off on that. I have no idea on the total. I, I think just keep betting the Eagles. The Eagles are the team to beat in this league. I say take take the better team. If the Titans beat the Eagles by just forcing it with Derrick Henry, 
then just take the loss. Take the loss and, and bow your head and say, good job, Tennessee Titans, and that's it. But to, I say take the better team and only better unit. I, if you have one strong way or the other on this, please let me know your insider information yeah. because no other gambler is going to say anything other than they're handing the ball to Derrick Henry and Philadelphia doesn't have that good of a, of a defense uh, against the run. That's it. But to me, I'm just going to bet the better team, bet one unit, and have some fun on it and hope that the Eagles win because they're my favorite team. I have no other gambling advice than that. But what I do have gambling advice on is going into the Rocky Balboa G-State Things are heating up. And we have a couple weeks left into this season. And the standings have turned upside down, inside out, right side up. We have a leader in the clubhouse in Dirty Mike at 15, 11, mm. and 1. Me in second place at 13, 13, 1. We'll get to that in a minute. And Nick nope. at 11, Mm-mm. 15, and 1. Uh-uh. And Sal at 6 and 7. Turkey Let's doesn't count. get to the worst gambler in the history of gambling because he followed an app called Sportsline who switches their lives by five at a time, Nick. Give your shitty picks so they know what to fade, people. You know what to do when Nick gives a pick. Nick, go with your shitty picks. Nope. Turkey Day doesn't count. I am 11, 12, and 1. Uh. Matt is 10, 13, and 1. So I'm still ahead of Matt. This is this is this is where we are. I'm gonna stay ahead of Matt because I got I got I got two winners. I got two winners. First winner. The Chargers are back, guys. The Chargers are back. Justin Herbert, the second best quarterback in the NFL, is back. He's got Keenan Allen back. He's got Austin Eckler. He's got the Josh Palmer balling out. He's got DeAndre Carter balling out. He's got Gerald. He's got weapons everywhere, and he's playing the fucking Raiders. Now. I have a good feeling that there's going to be an overpick in this room on this game. And it's probably going to be right. But I'm taking the Chargers to win 75 to 24. 75 to 24. Take the over. But my official pick is the Chargers. <laughs> They're going to beat the fucking piss out of Derek Carr and the Raiders who aren't good at anything other than losing. With Josh McDaniels, the dumbest coach that's ever existed. Pick two. I can't believe the Raiders going to win that game. Yeah. Now. That stinks. Man. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Wait, shut up! Pick two! I don't usually go overs. I gamble, I bet on overs, but on this show, I usually don't give out overs. I don't know why, it's just something I do. I give out spreads. Because I'm an idiot! I'm mad! I know, I don't know what I'm doing! So, I'm 1-0 and on overs this year. 1-0 and on overs. So we're going 2-0. and This is a fucking easy line. 46 and a half, Niners, Dolphins, we're scoring all over the fucking place. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, score, score, score. Fucking two and throwing bombs down the field. The fucking Niners are going to have to throw. They're going to be using Debo, Ayuk, CMC. We're scoring. We're going into the 60s, 2-0. 2, 2, 2, 2-0. Okay, so there's Nick's two picks. Most likely, he will go one and one because he is Nicky Splits at heart. Maybe yeah. he picked five games in one week because it, was, count, right? because it was Thanksgiving last week and we made five picks. That's just too much for his tiny little And I was really drunk. To handle. So figure out what Nicky Splits had to do here. Figure yeah. out where the win is. Figure out where the loss is. Yeah. And that's how you go on the victory, putting money in your pocket. Mm. Dirty Mike. On a hot, hot streak, 15, 11, and 1. 
What do you Dirt, got? Dirt's won eight out of his last ten. And quickly before I get into my thing, I will say, Nick, there were so many overs on the board this week that just had saliva dropping onto my shoes. And you picked that one. And I'm like, man, here's, here's one you just totally missed. And it was an absolute fucking slam dunk, alley-oop, layup, crash, smash, break the backboard. If the Jaguars and the Lions go under 52, I'll kill myself on this show next Tuesday. They are 100% go. Suicide watch over. Bring anybody. Bring it. Bring Suicide anybody. watch over. I don't get over. the ratings. Bring anyone, over, bring anyone over to watch. Call Jillio again next Tuesday and see if he wants to see a live suicide. You know what? Don't because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to kill myself next Tuesday because this is a fucking lock of the year. I don't, I don't do those very often. These two idiotic moron squads are going to go run up and down the field all over each other all day long. That, that score might wind up in the mid-60s by the end of the third quarter. 100% love it. Couldn't love it any more than, it, than I do. And then we move on to the next slate, which is in the later slate. We got the fourth, the fourth, one of these 425 games. And there's another over I looked at. I'm like, man, either I'm a sucker or this is just too easy. I don't know which, but I'm sure as shit taking it. Chiefs and Bengals over 52 and a half. That's another game where everyone's just going to be running around all day scoring. I don't see how it goes under 52. I don't understand. So I'm going over 51 and a half Jags lines. I'm going over 52 and a half Chiefs Bengals, and I'm going to be 17, 11, and 1. And whoever bet on me on Twitter to win money is going to be in really good shape. There's Dirty Mike trying to keep the hot streak going, thinking that the overs are the play this week. But the people want to know, Sal, you started off so hot. What's going on? Thanksgiving bitch in the ass. The trash can picks. What's going on? Matthew, I had a bit of a slump last week. I'm back trying to get back on the schneid with this absolute trash can of a game. Oh, what is that? The Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the oldest rivalry in the sport. Can you imagine the tailgate? down there, just a bunch of women that look like pit bulls, chap, chap skin, a symphony of the worst accents in American culture. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right. I, I know I'm right, Matthew. I only speak the truth on here. Okay, but it's the oldest rivalry sports. There's something romantic about that, you know? Either way, I'm taking the Bears plus four and a half. Okay, that's South Trash Can Pick of the Week and Dirty He's hot. He's doing all right. But you put a gun to his head and you give him an honesty pill. He knows that the hottest gambler in the room right here, right now, is me. Your two-time winner of the Rocky Balboa Gambling Hour. I was 3-11. I am now 13-13-1. I went 5-0 last week. So you want picks, you know where to go. It's not an over week. It's not. And I'm the over guy. If I were to ever get a tramp stamp, I want you to blast all over me saying that you always need to take the over. Life's too short to take the under. But not this week. This week we're taking a look at the lines. And the lines say this. There are two teams who always cover. And that's Mike Tomlin and the Steelers and the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have lost their luster. They've taken all their magic. And they've done it all in the first half of the season. The Steelers have figured out what they need to do to win games. 
I can't believe the Steelers aren't favored by three. All they need to do is beat the lowly Falcons who couldn't even beat the Commanders when they had three chances to run against them and win that game. This is an easy, easy pick. The Steelers are laying one point against the lowly Falcons. You're saying, well, the Steelers aren't that good. They don't need to be good. They need to be adequate. And Mike Tomlin is perfectly good at making a team adequate. Kenny Pickett's figuring it out. And I would also say, put a little money on an anytime touchdown score with Deontay Johnson because he hasn't had a touchdown all year. It's going to happen this game. Pittsburgh Steelers laying one against the Falcons. The Falcons are in the worst division there is and they're gonna to continue to lose. Mike Tomlin will find a way to win against the lowly Falcons. And the next game, I'm tailing Nick, but I'm not tailing Nick, cause who would be dumb enough to tail Nick? I'm just tailing the game that he's talking about. Every week, I put my hand over the spread and the total, I said, what is this gonna be? How is this game not a pick em? How is this game not just a field goal spread? You're giving me four points with the Miami Dolphins with the San Francisco 49ers. These teams are already talking trash. We have Raheem Mostert saying there's more talent on the Miami Dolphins. And we have, what's his name? Debo Samuel saying, Raheem, you got to shut your mouth. There's more talent over here. Uh, sorry, Debo Samuel. You can't even keep yourself healthy. And you need to get those vibrators on your legs and on your calves and on the, over here. And probably in your vagina because you're not going to fucking cover, Debo. The Miami Dolphins might win outright. The people are taking the San Francisco 49ers saying they're better than the Eagles. Say they're better than the Cowboys. You're not even in the top three TGFC standing-wise right now. And the Dolphins are getting plus four. Plus four. Take the Dolphins. Take the money. Get 2-0. and And I'll be over 500 for the first time this year. Making Dirty Mike shake in his boots. And we will see you all next week. Good night. Sir. What, damn it? You remember that alpha football specimen we've been working on? How the hell could I ever forget? It's been ten years. Well, the project is complete. Got to be shitting me. No. He's got speed, agility. My god. Muscles. Well, what are we missing? There's only one problem we ran into for an alpha football specimen. Well, spit it out, damn it. He's white. No! I know. We can't just discard him. He's already been created. Well, what's his name? Reed Blankenship. Oh my god.